Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Doug Bullock, and Doug is going to talk about the nurses' contract at Albany Med. So after a few years, Doug, are you happy with with, with um, the contract? Yeah, I'm very happy with this contract. It's been a long time, not just two years. They've been trying to organize Albany Med for about 40 years. Really? Wow. So what made McKenna give in? I think it was the uh, community pressure and and the rallies and uh, the series of uh, demonstrations that we had outside of the hospital, plus the caravans, and the letters and the uh, exposing, uh, the big factor was exposing the Philippine nurses that the uh, uh-huh. Albany Med brought over from the Philippines on contract. Well, I had to pay something like $20,000 if they did not work at Albany Med anymore and broke their contract. And they were paid at, at sub-minimum uh, wages, and it's an outrage that uh, Albany Med would, would uh, play the immigration game like the rest of the corporate employers. When you said the rest of the corporate employers, can you spell that out for us? Well, you know, one of the biggest uh, employer for, for immigrants is agribusiness. And they're they're the ones that bring over people from Mexico and and all over the world, as a matter of fact, to pick the uh, the fruit and the vegetables in in California, where most of our stuff food comes from. Mm-hmm. And they they're the ones that uh, constantly violate uh, the immigration laws, but have no uh, repercussions because they take it out on the immigrants and. Uh, it's a system that automatically deports the immigrants. Now, Albany Med had that threat over the Philippine nurses' heads when they became nurses that they would get deported if they messed up on, on their uh, contract or in or in Albany Med in their workplaces in any way. So, you know, it's a corporate game that the uh, – that the um, – Monopoly corporations play all the time. And Albany Med is becoming a monopoly, by the way, in healthcare. They've taken over Glens Falls Hospital, and they've taken over a lot of small hospitals, including uh, Samaritan and, and, uh, and Troy and, and a lot of small uh, clinics. So they're, they're huge. And they, they share it now uh, with... Uh, Hospital uh, monopolies share they share it with with St. Peter's, St. Peter's and and uh, Ellis Hospital have just uh, combined, and they will uh, form one of the biggest uh, monopolies on healthcare in the capital district. So uh, that's going to be a real fight too, because the uh, Ellis Hospital nurses and staff are organized into unions. And St. Peter's isn't, and they've been resisting for years. So, um, you know, I think the uh, I think the uh, organizing efforts are going to change because of this 
great victory by the nurses. Well, if you if you go down um, New Scotland Avenue, like by Myrtle Avenue and stuff, all uh, they've taken over that whole area, building building uh, apartment complexes and stuff. It's like a city unto itself, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is, and they really uh, get get away with tax breaks by doing that. They pay no property taxes because they're a nonprofit. So the city of Albany really suffers from that uh, incursion by not only St. Peter's, but Albany Med does the same thing. So they they both are taking over neighborhood properties that are private and converting them into uh, nonprofit uh, properties where there's no property tax. Now, is that is that on the scale of the dislocation of the people who live um, where, where, where there's now the Empire State Plaza? Would you say that dislocation is comparable? Yes, I would. Yes, I would, definitely, for sure. If you look at Albany Med, they've taken over that whole uh, portion of, uh, you know, the area immediately around Albany Med, Myrtle Avenue uh, and uh, Morris Avenue and Spring Street, all in there. They Not Spring Street, but uh, Yates. And they've taken over uh, all the properties. And what they're doing which is outrageous, is is they're renting a lot of these properties to private medical firms, private medical firms, and then the private medical firms also get away with not paying any profit, uh, property taxes. So it's it's a real scheme that uh, Albany Med has has got going, especially when they rent it out to private business. There are properties out to private businesses. They they get a huge, huge tax break. It's more tax breaks for the rich. That's what it is. So from your estimation, how much revenue is the city of Albany giving to Albany Med for these tax breaks? It must be a huge amount. It's, it's a huge amount. They, they, they are paying their water bill, their water tax bill. But it's it's a huge amount in in terms of what Albany loses, the city loses. The city loses a lot in terms of property taxes, and uh, they get you know some uh, payments in lieu of taxes, Lulu's, but it's hardly anything from uh, Albany Met and St. Peter's. How come um, this has not been publicized? I think it's an important issue. Well, I think the the press has been very nice to Albany Med during this whole struggle, and they continue being nice to them. And I don't think they're going to publish the the kinds of advantages that that Albany Med has in terms of uh, avoiding property taxes. Mm. So uh, getting back to the contract, what was so terrific about it? What was so terrific about it is the unity of the nurses. Uh, there's 2,100 nurses, over 
2,100 nurses that this contract covers at Albany Med. And that's one of the biggest victories, hospital victories, in upstate New York ever. And uh, one, one of the things that, that they, uh, they've done in terms of, of the contract is they've, they, they beat Albany Med even though, uh, you know, they had a one-day strike and even though Albany Med hired replacement workers during that one-day strike, of course, they extended to it, it to three days, locking the, uh, the nurses out for uh, two days more. But they overcame that uh, that setback, and, and it was a setback. And you know, they they beat one of the the worst uh, uh, provisions of, of American labor law in terms of allowing employers to hire scabs. Uh, this is the only industrialized nation in the world that allows that. It's it's outrageous that uh, you know we give corporations these kinds of breaks in the United States by uh, allowing them to, to hire strike breakers as replacement workers and, uh, you know, just to uh, replace the union. They spent millions and millions of dollars on these replacement workers. There were over 700 of them at, uh, at Albany Med when they uh, did that one-day one strike, which extended to three because they uh, hired these replacement workers on a three-day contract. But the amount of money was astronomical in terms of uh, losses for Albany Med. You know, the thing that's really interesting is the fact that, well, I don't know if you would call it interesting. Um, You use your own term. But this was done during a pandemic where, where where people were getting sick and dying all the time, right? Right, and nobody said anything. All the corporate media locally was totally silent on that prospect. What they did is bring a whole bunch bus, bus these strike breakers into Albany Med, and you got during the middle of a pandemic, and you're bringing people from all over the country into Albany Med which is outrageous during a pandemic, you're really putting uh, your hospital at stake in terms of uh, the pandemic. So, you know, nobody said anything about that issue. That's a really important issue that uh, Albany men should have been condemned on by the local press. But uh, like I said, they have the press in their pocket. So the contract, expires in a year do you think that the same thing will happen again a year from now no i think albany med has learned its lesson i i think they they got beat and, and they got beat bad in terms of this strike and in terms of uh of uh the nurses getting their first contract i don't think they want to waste that kind of money again they need to look at how much they they uh, wasted uh, on that uh, hiring scabs and everything else and and extra security for the hospital just in order to break the and the uh, the uh, law firm the uh, strike breaking law firm bond 
Shenick and King, uh, all the money that they paid those entities, uh, I don't think they want to waste that again. I think that's going to be prohibited. It's cheaper for them to, to, to sign a contract in the future, and I hope they've learned their lesson. So do you think that all of the money that they spent on strike breakers and uh, foot dragging on, and giving the nurses a contract, do you think the money that they spent is going to be passed on to the patients? Oh, for sure. It'll be passed on to the patients, yes, for sure. So what was so terrific about the contract? What did the nurses get? Well, you know, I haven't got the details on, on it yet. Uh, I know it's a three-year contract, and, and I know mm-hmm. they uh, they got over 2% raises. But I don't know the exact amount, and I, I haven't got the details yet. But, uh, you know, I'm still waiting on them. All I got is the uh, press release from NISNA, the New York State yep. uh, Nurses Association which didn't give me the details. But it, they did get a raise, and, and it's it's going to be uh, – and they did get some kind of, of, of a bargain uh, settlement on, on uh, ratios, staff-to-nursing ratios, which was the number one issue for the nurses. Safe staffing was what they mainly went out on strike for because there's not safe staffing at Albany Med. But now they've got – a good formula, a ratio for staff, uh, nurses to patients. And I, I think that, that that is one of the most significant things in that contract. i got to see the details once again before I can tell you how good it is. Okay. I so know they got us, it, though. So, you know, during the whole um, – Upheaval because of you know the uh, nurses going on strike for a day and you know the the uh, it was it was in the media and stuff. Um, how badly? How badly do you think? How bad do you think the um, morale was at the hospital? With the nurses, I mean, they were they were dealing with sick and dying people on an everyday basis. So, what was the morale like during this whole situation? Well, I think the morale was really bad, and when they hired the replacement workers, it got worse. When they do that, you put people fighting each other. When you do that, and it's it's a conflict. You put people in conflict with each other, and that that's outrageous uh, that they would they would do that. Not not just because of the uh, pandemic and the spread that could happen because of that, but uh, you know the the bad morale that that generated amongst the uh, the entire staff of the hospital had to be uh, enormous, and. Uh, you know, I, I was just surprised the uh, solidarity that came from the community to pick up the nurses when they were down, uh, especially uh, some of the labor movement and, you know, the Albany County Central Federation of Labor and all the other unions got around them. The, the community got around them. The Solidarity Committee got around them. And they helped build, 
spooked the morale of the nurses. And I think that was really important that that community support was there. I think it was key to this victory. So do you think Albany Med is um, alone in, in what they did, or do you think this is uh, labor practices uh, in hospitals all over the country? This is labor practices in hospitals all over the country. There's one hospital right now that's been on strike for over 11 months. It's the longest nurses' hospital strike in the nation. And uh, they are about to replace all the workers at St. Vincent's Hospital in Worcester, Massachusetts, with replacement workers, all of them, so, uh, who, who are on a picket line. And, you know, that that's outrageous. That's what all these corporations do. you got about four, I would say about 10 or 20 strikes right now in the United States where they're using scabs. Uh, people don't even hear about these strikes. Uh, there's a big one in uh, right now in uh, Texas at the uh, Beaumont, Texas uh, Exxon refinery, and they're using scabs down there. I mean, it, it's going on all over the country right now in these strikes. And, uh, you know, it's the most vicious thing you can do to uh, set people against each other. And all this is uh, being done when there's uh, still a pandemic and now they're talking about variants that are more contagious. So I find this really, really shocking. Yeah, I I think it's outrageous that... uh, you know, we're so backward a country in terms of labor law. We have no labor laws. They're employer laws. Wow. So tell us a little bit about the Philippine Philippine nurses who came here. Um, was well, there that's one ahead. of the, the good things that the corporate media did uh, finally uh the Times Union uh, had just did an uh, an editorial on on the Philippines mm-hmm. and the disgusting uh, nature of the contract Albany Med had with these Philippine nurses, bringing them over here, you know, a sizable number of them, and uh, hiring them on contract, and uh, you know, cutting uh, essentially cutting the. Uh, the wages of everybody in the hospital by doing that. So, you know, it, it's an it's a real problem with uh, with with not only Albany Med, but a, I mean, a lot of hospitals have done it, and a lot of corporations, of course, do it all the time. Now, has there ever been statistics uh, done on the effect of COVID? Amongst the medical staff, did a lot of medical staff get sick? Did they die? A lot of them got sick. A lot of them died. We don't know the number because they didn't bother giving it to us. It's like the nursing homes. You know, they never bothered giving us the number of the people, the correct number that died in the nursing homes. They've always Mm -hmm. lowballed it. And, um, you know, it's the same uh, situation here. 
with with medical workers. Medical workers are one of the highest sufferers to catch the COVID-19 as as a job uh, do as a job uh, category in the United States. So, you know, medical workers are frontline workers for sure in this pandemic. Now, if any any of those nurses did a letter to the editor or a press conference explaining exactly what was going on, were they in fear of losing their jobs? Yeah, they were in fear of losing their jobs, and they did press conferences, and, you know, they did uh, press releases and all kinds of things to, to stop it. I think they've done it. Wow. So what do you but see only by uniting together did they do it. They they formed so what, uh, a, a tremendous alliance, and they beat back a uh, – they also beat back a, a certification uh, election that the uh, the employer tried to do by delaying. So they tried the employer tried to decertify the union a couple of times during this whole struggle. Mm-hmm. Wow! But they lost it because they didn't have enough people, enough nurses, to do it. They didn't have enough nurses to get that vote that they needed. They couldn't even get one third of them. So most of the nurses. And uh, who voted for a contract? It was like two to one. It was like uh, seventy, you know, sixty-six percent to thirty-two percent that uh, you know voted for the union in terms of the nurses. Two thousand one hundred of them. Hmm. So, so you know they've had a lot of staff turnover and everything, and they do get their uh, people that want to decertify from new from new hires, but uh, they weren't successful because the nurses were able to uh, forge a unity inside that hospital, which which was also key. Now, do you think this is going to set a precedent with other uh, medical facilities where the nurses, what, what's going on here, and they will strive for the same thing um, in their workplace? I think it's going to set a precedence in the capital district with other medical workers, especially uh, most of the medical workers are not organized into a union in in the capital district. And it's going to really affect St. Peter's Hospital and the rest of Albany Med, which is not organized. By the way, there's, there's almost 4,000 uh, employees there are still not organized uh, in Albany Med. And uh, and the other hospitals in, around the capital district. Uh, this is going to set off uh, other uh, unions getting into these hospitals and organizing. 1199, the SEIU uh, Hospital Workers Union that organizes the staff and technicians are uh, looking to organize the uh, the rest of the hospital workers inside the uh, Albany Med right now. So, you know, I think it's important that th- that this strike and this victory will uh, generate, you know, that kind of union organizing that we really desperately need in the United States. If from your estimation, I, I'm sure you don't have figures on it, but 
Can you give us a ballpark figure on how much money was spent so that the nurses wouldn't win their contract negotiations? Uh, I'm still trying to find out how much they spent on the uh, replacement workers, which had to run into the millions of dollars, over $3 million. Still trying to find out how much they spent on the, the uh, law firm that specializes in busting unions, uh, Bond, Shenick, and King. That had to be enormous. That's got to come to a close to a million dollars. And, uh, you know, all the other little things they, they did on security. So, you know, we're running into the millions of dollars. And the uh, Albany Met, of course, is hiding uh, the numbers. Uh, I've asked asked for the numbers. I have asked the nurses union. I've asked everybody. Nobody's got the numbers on on how much they've wasted, but it's uh, substan- It runs into the millions of dollars. That's should my everybody guess. should everybody in the capital district be outraged? And where where do they uh, exhibit their their outrage? Well, they should exhibit their outrage by uh, writing letters to the editor, uh, supporting the nurses anywhere that they uh, they want to organize. They should uh, help out people that, that want to get into a union and, and spread the word that uh, the union is the only defense that people have against these employers, especially against these big monopoly employers like Albany Med and St. Peter's. I know, I know that Albany Med, because I live right by Albany Med, has increased. And every time I go down New Scotland, I see um, St. Peter's, like they're expanding. Um, is their rate of expansion as big as Albany Med? Would you say? Is there what, uh, Cindy? I, I'm sorry. Would you? Would you? Would you say that their rate of expansion, meaning St. Peter's, is comparable to what's going on at Albany Med? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Whole neighborhoods are being bought out by these hospitals because they got, it, it, it's cheaper for and these the rest of the corporations that get into these uh, buildings know it. Uh, they know it's cheaper because there's no property taxes paid. <laughs> but nope. both of them are, are vying with each other on how much uh, they they uh, you know make these uh, properties uh, non-profit properties. So you know we just had the uh, primary in in Albany for common council races and for the mayor. Um, I did not hear one word about that issue. Did you? I did not hear one word about it. I I uh, support the common council of Albany, for, uh, and I, I highly praise them for passing the uh, anti-scab resolution that that the Solidarity Committee put through to mm-hmm. the, uh, to the uh, Common Council, and I think they all did a, a wonderful job. It was a unanimous vote in the Common Council 
to uh, enforce their anti-scab ordinance, which the city of Albany has. By the way, the city of Albany has an ordinance outlawing hiring of replacement workers like this. So, mm-hmm. And there's a fine and there's jail term with it. So, you know, even though that they didn't enforce it, I think it was a, a tremendous uh, vote of uh, from the Common Council. Doug, we are out of time, and I'm sure we will talk again about issues in the city of Albany. So you're, you've been listening to Doug Bullock. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Cynthia. Give me a call, will you?